Hunter Bits loves nature. Being out here at sunrise and the stuff that we see and you know, watching the woods come alive and it kind of puts you in your place, you know what I mean? But he appreciates the wildlife a little differently than you might think. You're listening to Stemming the Tide, a podcast about climate change from Honolulu Civil Beach. I'm Thomas Heaton. Axis deer were first introduced to Hawaii in 1867, and the small, spotted deer have adapted well to Hawaii. Too well. The ballooning population cost Maui at least $1 million a year, and their sharp hooves and appetite for native plants are killing our forests. But there are ways to manage this ever-growing deer population. Not only would it help Hawaii adapt to a warming world, it would also help feed the islands. On today's episode, hyper, hyper local food. And how, intentionally or not, a group of hunters on Maui are taking aim at climate change. During the week, 37-year-old Hunter Betts runs a food truck, but the weekends are dedicated to spending time with his 10-year-old son, Fisher. A lot of people think it's all about killing the animal. It's, it's not. It's about being out here. And yes, Hunter and Fisher are their legal names. We respect the animals that we harvest. You, obviously, you get a few bad hunters that, that do dumb shit that give the rest of us a bad name, but 99.9% .9 of us really, honestly, care about conserving the animals. Today the father and son duo woke up before the sun and are hiking through thorn bushes and up steep hills because they're on the hunt for axis deer. Let's go up here this where it's easier to walk. We'll get back down to this green stuff and that one doe should be right there but then we can poke up on this ridge and see if we can't get a shot That's something over there. The valley they're hunting is overrun with hundreds of deer so it doesn't take long to spot one. Once Hunter locks eyes on a female doe, he walks his son through the next steps. The two get into position. Hunter reminds Fisher to breathe. Fisher takes aim. He's too high. The shot grazes the deer, but doesn't down her. Fisher's upset, whispering to his dad that he messed everything up. Hunter whispers back that Fisher was close. It was a good try, but with the deer on the run, and possibly injured, Hunter takes the rifle and fires the killing shot. The deer is a mid-sized doe. Hunter is excited, because female deer are usually more tender and tastier than bucks. But Fisher is still beating himself up. That last shot, I just like didn't feel good and then I rushed it. I hate whenever I do that. I get down on myself because of it. You can tell Fisher is prone to overthinking. With a knowing glance, Hunter swoops in to redirect his son. Let's go get this deer broke down and then we'll see what else pops out. They hike over to the doe's body and take out their knives and meat bags. If we're near the house, we'll take them back whole. But I don't feel like dragging this all the way down there, so she's getting cut up. Dad, now I'm gonna get it. Okay. Well, come over here and help me, hot shot. And just be forewarned, 
Don't be surprised if there's a baby inside here. Here you go, fish. While it might seem gruesome, killing a pregnant deer is a major conservation win. Axis deer can have multiple babies every year, so their population is hard to control. And with an invasive species like Axis deer, that spells disaster for Hawaii's forests. Hawaii is losing its forests faster than almost any other state. And although there are a lot of factors contributing to deforestation, study after study after study have shown that Axis deer are major players. A deer's sharp antlers and hooves pierce roots and strip bark off trees. A large herd can eat their way through an entire valley, contributing to erosion, which hurts fresh water supply and leads to even more trees dying. So, if you want to help combat climate change, pick up a gun. Shoot some Axis deer. Enjoy some awesome local deer jerky. If you do, you'll become a piece of the multi-pronged attack on climate change. But of course, it's not that simple. Which is where Troy Helmer comes in. Did you, when you drove, when we drove home, did you notice all the signs everywhere? No hunting, no hunting, no hunting, no hunting, no hunting. Yet they're all having problems with deer. So how come they're not utilizing us as an aid to stop them? Troy has been president of the Maui Hunters and Sportsmen's Club for three years now. But he's been hunting a lot longer than that. And he has the trophies to prove it. Stepping into Troy's house in Makawao is like stepping into a natural history museum. A lot of guys like to bring their wives over here because they go, see, look at, look at Troy. Troy gets to put his stuff up on the wall. How come I can't? <laughs> Taxidermy animals stare down at you from all four walls. There's a bearskin, a bobcat, but mostly sheep, boar, and lots and lots of deer. I did that one and that one. But he's not just displaying these animals, he's eating them. I like the sausage myself. Of all the things I make, sausage is usually, sausage is the bomb. Over a table piled high with his homemade venison sausage and deer meat sliders. Thank you. Yeah, no, these are really good. Appreciate he's got a little bit of kick to it. Audio producer Claire Caulfield and I sat down with Troy and he explained that most hunters on Maui hunt on private land. You know how we always run into somebody and it's a friend of a friend and they go, Troy, why don't you just come, I'll, I'll, I'll sponsor you, I can sign off for you and you can hunt. This is because there are limited public hunting areas on Maui and even fewer for bow hunters like Troy. But it's not about me, it's not me trying to get me to hunt, it's trying to get a spot for a group of people. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that hunting areas aren't always open. They close every so often, leaving slim pickings. And there's no alternate spot. Unless you know a private landowner. Unless you know someone private, yeah. Troy has relationships with some private landowners on Maui, so he can regularly hunt. But he wants to make it easier and more accessible for anyone to go hunting. And here's, here's a whole bunch of group of people that want to go hunting and are even willing to pay some money, not a lot, but I mean something, and they still tell us we can't hunt. 
Troy is annoyed with ranchers who complain about deer on their property, but then bar hunters like him. And if more state land opens up, hunters can play an active role in conservation. As far as I'm concerned, they're not trying to rid the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not right. Back on the mountain, Hunter Betts is teaching his son how to butcher the doe. Ooh, I wonder if he could eat that. Look at that, it's like marrow. Mm. But Fisher keeps looking up, anxiously scanning the horizon for any more deer. While they work, Hunter says he agrees with Troy. He wants to make it easier for people to hunt for their own food. That was the whole argument, right? Was we gotta get these out of here because they're eating all the native grasses and they're causing erosion. The obvious solution is let people hunt. Let it be restricted, you know what I mean? Of course there's got to be a system to make sure everybody's doing right, but... And then you're helping the community. Hunter wants to sell local venison at his food truck, but it's too expensive to pay a food safety inspector to come along on these all-day hunting excursions. I would love to, I wish I could, but it's just, you know what I mean, it's tough for me. It doesn't make sense, really, unless you're like a high-end, bougie, like, New York restaurant, you can charge, like, 200, you know what I mean, just stupid, ridiculous prices. While he acknowledges that food safety is definitely important, the current system makes local venison just too expensive for most families in Hawaii. So even though eating a deer born, killed and butchered on island is very climate friendly, today's haul will only feed the Betts family. I like to make jerky with it, or you can just do a roast. So you'll take a, put it in a crock pot with some cream of mushroom soup and some like Maui sweet onions and slow cook it. And it's really, really good. The father and son chat while cutting up the animal. <laughs> Hunter laughs while Fisher reenacts a silly story from school. And you can tell Fisher loves when his dad shares stories about learning to hunt with his grandfather. I love it. You know, some of my fondest memories are with my dad and my... Hunter is about halfway through one of those stories when Fisher grabs his arm. Dad! They're all coming back down. They're all coming back down. Fisher has spotted a herd of deer tentatively making their way across the ridge. Look. In near perfect unison, to drop to their knees and crawl to a better vantage point. While setting up the rifle, Hunter coaches his son. Right there, right there, Fisher. Then Fisher squeezes the trigger. I got him good. Did you hear that? That means that was a hit. It was a successful day for the duo. See, that works out bad, man. I got one with a pellet gun and you got one with a rifle. And Fisher's spirits are back up. It's, it's all about the beauty of the animal. It's all about learning about the animals. It's about caring for them. And it's, that's all it's really about. It's a message that's been passed down from his father, who learned it from his father. Good job, Fish. I can't be more proud of you, buddy. I love you. If you want to learn more about hunting in Hawaii, visit civilbeat.org slash podcasts. I'm your host, Thomas Heaton. My editor is Nathan Eagle, and this episode was written and produced by Claire Caulfield. Our music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Stemming the Tide is supported by the Environmental Funders Group of the Hawaii Community Foundation, Maurice LaFund of the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL 
to 66866. Six, six, six.